You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast. Now here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friend of God. I hope that you are enjoying the summer series. If you haven't heard one of them, go back a few and meet some of my friends as they share the Bible verses that have inspired them and molded them into the women that they are today. Because of that, I wanted to share a few scriptures with you that talk about the power that there is in the Word of God. The theme verse for this series is Colossians 3.16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of God. And I love Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Wow. Did you hear that? Just like God sends rain and snow from heaven to water the earth and make things grow, and it provides everything we need to nourish our body, just like that is the word of God that comes out of his mouth. It doesn't return without accomplishing what it sent it. So what does that tell us about the importance God places on reading and knowing and applying his word? Job in chapter 23, 12 says, I have not departed from the commandments of his lips. I have treasured the word of his mouth more than my daily bread. John 6, verse 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and of life. And then listen to this. In Luke chapter 11, verse 28, it says, He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. And maybe today you think, I tried reading the word of God and I just don't understand it. Then listen to this promise out of Luke 24, verse 45. It says, Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. God wants us to be able to understand. God wants us to be able to understand and apply his word to our lives. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus himself said, It is written that man or woman should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And are you lacking in faith? Well, I have great news for you. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And then we have a warning here in James. James 1 and 22. Do not merely listen to the word of God and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. In verse 23, it says, Anyone who listens 
to the word of God, but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and walks away and forgets what he looks like. Second Timothy chapter three, we start in verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because verse 16 says, all scripture is God breathed and it is used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, you and me, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Matthew 24 verse 35 says, heaven and earth, they're gonna pass away, but my words will not pass away. And Psalm 19 verse seven, the law of the Lord is perfect restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Proverbs 35 says every word of God proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge in him. And now John chapter 1, starting in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Did you catch that in verse 1? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And lastly today, Proverbs 30 verse 5 will lead us right into my scripture today, and that is, every word of God proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge in him. And you'll see why that leads into our verse in just a minute. And the scripture that I wanted to share with you today is found in the book of Psalms, the 46th chapter. So I'm going to read the whole chapter, and then I'm going to go over the words that I learned something new or that inspired me, and then I'll read the scripture again. But one word that I do want to talk about before we start is salah. And salah is a musical term, and it's meant to be an instruction to an orchestra, kind of, somebody playing music. It means to pause. And I've learned when that word appears in scripture, it's an invitation that God is extending to me. So when you hear me say that word, Salah, I invite you to stop for a second and think about what I just read and consider it in your heart. Consider it in your life. Consider what the word is saying about God. What are you learning new about God? And now Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in times of need. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though its mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not fail. God shall help her at the break of dawn. The nations raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and spoke and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come and behold the works of God, who has made desolation in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. 
He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Some of the definitions and cross-references in this chapter were awesome. Starting with refuge, a shelter from danger. Psalm 9.9 says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Psalm 32.7 says, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 61.4 says, I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Psalm 91.4 reads, He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will take refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. The word strength there in verse 1 means power, might, boldness, security. And it refers to all of God's strength and might, not just a little bit of it. And Psalm 73 verse 13 says, God divides the sea by his strength. Then there's this beautiful verse that says he is our very present help in times of trouble or in times of need. And that very present, great, diligent, exceeding our expectations, it is good, might, force, abundance, to be found sufficient, to be enough, to come forth, and present. Let's talk about that word present. Very present. God is omnipresent. It is the divine power of God alone to be everywhere with everyone, always. And help, you might just think, well, we know what help is. But listen to this. It's assistance, aid, or deliverer. And Psalm 22, 2 is that same word. And it says, it's one who stands up for you. Ever-present help in times of trouble is a reminder that God is with us. Verse 2 says, therefore. So when you see that, my pastor, Pastor Raz, has taught me that when you see the word therefore, you read the little bit of passage above it, and you see how these two connect. So because God is our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in times of need, therefore, we're reminded because of that, we will not fear. If the whole world falls away, we do not have to fear. And then I want to point to this river in verse 4. And a river going through a city made the city more secure because if the enemy surrounded the city, it didn't matter. They, they didn't have to leave the city. They could bunker down. They had fresh water. They had fish. They had everything they needed because there was a river in the middle of the city. And in John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38, it was the last day of the festivals. And Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. And he said, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares that rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to anyone who believed in him. So when you think about that river, you think about it in the center of the city. And then you think God gives us. He's the living water that we can drink of and never thirst again. So if the 
spirit is in the middle of us and gives us living water, rushing water. That means that within us we have all we need, which is Jesus himself. Verse 5 reminds us again and again that God is in the midst of her, that God is with her. She will not fail. She won't be removed, shaken, slip. She won't be overthrown. She won't deviate from the right course because God will help her. That word help is also translated to God will surround her, protect her, aid her, come to her rescue. I'm so glad that I have a God that's a rescuer. And verse 8, come and see what the Lord has done. What has the Lord done in your life? Maybe you're in a time right now where you're looking around and things aren't looking too good and you're wondering where God is. But I invite you to come and see what God has done. Psalm 66 verse 5 says, come and see what the Lord has done. His awesome deeds for all mankind. Psalm 106 Verses 21 and 22, it says, They forgot the God who saved them in Egypt, the miracle in the land, and the awesome and great works by the Red Sea. Isaiah 61, 4 says, They will renew the ruined cities that have long been devastated. Verse 9 reminds us that he makes all wars cease. Why? Because he is the victor. He will have victory in every battle and every war. He is the one with the victory at the end of the story. And then there's this beautiful invitation in verse 10 for believers to come and be still and to know, recognize, remember that I am God. What would change in my life and your life if we started every day and ended each one? Being still in the presence of God and recognizing who he is. And then we end with verse 11. The Lord God Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then we're invited one more time to stop and see and listen, to reflect, to meditate, to think on these words. And now listen as I read Psalm 46 one more time in a little bit of a different translation. God is our refuge, our ever-present help in time of need. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolation he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So what are some of the things we can remember from this passage? Number one, that God is powerful. He's our refuge and strength, our stronghold. He's our helper. He is with us. 
What are some of the things that we learn or are reminded about God in this chapter? First of all, that God is all-powerful. He's always present. He's our refuge and strength, our stronghold. He's our helper. And He is with us. And what do we learn about us? That we need to be still. We need to recognize and remember who He is. And that should have an effect on our spirit. It should calm us and give us peace and stillness regardless of what's happening in the world or the water or the trials around us. In our relationship, we're reminded that God is a personal God. He's the God of Jacob and he's my God. I hope he's your God. But if he isn't your God, you have an opportunity to come to him and humble yourself and invite him in. And if you do know God, but you find yourself moved by every tossing wave, then this is an invitation to come back, stop, and listen. Meditate on God's word and allow it to do what God promises it will do. And that is not return void and it will accomplish the purpose which he has sent it forth. Thank you for visiting today. I hope that if you got nothing else out of this podcast today, that you would be inspired and encouraged to pick up your Bible. Open it up to the book of Psalms. Come taste and see that God is good. God bless you. Until next time, my friend. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends.